Welcome to the Wealth YOS show, the perfect place for women founders and CEOs to get inspired and empowered to make their dreams come true. My name is Nancy Florence. I'm a business coach, psychotherapist, author, and mother. As women entrepreneurs, we all want to feel confident and supported in getting the right mindset for success. If you're looking to grow your business and your team in a balanced and sustainable way, this is the perfect spot for you. This is one of my favorite episodes ever. My guest of honor today is none other than Danielle Laporte. Prepare for a juicy conversation about all the things women entrepreneurs are obsessed about. We got you covered. Heart-centered living, running earth-friendly businesses, workaholism and anxiety, making your first million for the right reasons, and so much more. Danielle Laporte is a member of Oprah Supersoul 100, and she wrote a book called The Desire Map, which happens to be my favorite book in the whole world. Her website, daniellelaporte.com, has over 5 million visits per month and has been called the best place online for Kikast spirituality. I highly recommend her podcast. It's called With Love. Danielle lives in Vancouver, Canada, and I'm really proud to call her my friend, mentor, and beloved colleague in the self-development space. Now, get a nice cup of tea and dive into this conversation like a hot tub. It will soothe your soul and carry you forward for many years to come. Well, 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 Danielle Laporte on the Wealth YRS show. Um, I'm so honored to have you here today. Thank you, Danielle. Oh, I was excited for this. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So I'm going to start with telling you the story of how I met Danielle Laporte. So this was back in 2015. I had two young children, I was running two businesses, and I was super overworked, super stressed, and I just hired a coach to support me. And my coach said, you should design a map. And so she sent me a design map workbook. And I received it and it looked yummy and pretty, but I didn't sort of complete it straight away. Just left it on the side for a little while. And then one day I picked it up and whoa, Oh, so delicious. You asked such fantastic questions. You know, how do you want to feel? And I realized that I had it completely backwards. I was focused on the goal instead of focusing on feeling good. And since then, I have filled out a fair amount of design <laughs> books. That's just some of them. All right. Over the years. <clears throat> I design a map all the time, at least twice a year, and it's become a part of my life. And some really good things have happened. I ask all of my clients to design a map. It's part of the curriculum. It's the first things they have to do when they start working with me. And so just to give you an idea of what happened since I started design mapping, uh, well, the design map, I feel like I went full circle because it started with making the decisions to ditch the property business, I burnt it, mm. making the decision to become a coach. So I turned the psychotherapy practice into a coaching practice, 
making the decision to become a design map licensee and to run gorgeous design map retreats. Making the decision to leave the relationship and then making the decision to fall in love with my gorgeous fiance Stefan who introduced me to you. So here I am. Real life introduced us, yeah. Real life introduced us, <laughs> yeah. exactly. So yeah, so it's really special um, to speak to you today. Yeah, and then punctuations of a tea party last summer. <laughs> yes. You gave me my first tea party introduction. I know what to do with the jam and the napkins. The yeah. scones, the scones and the clotted cream etiquette, yes. Yeah. So the world is funky right now, yeah. and so uh, I want to ask you, how do you want to feel these days? Mm. Well, my abiding feelings, core feelings, are love and unity. Unity is a really hot one right now, and joy, always joy. Um, <clears throat> but I'm thinking a lot about unity consciousness and what it means to really come together and i think it's the only way it's our salvation we need we need we need to be saved by a new way of being and i think that's it mm -hmm. yeah. and what's on your playlist right now what's your unity consciousness playlist oh what's my unity well actually i just did a playlist on spotify called justice with love um, and what's on there? There's a lot of Marvin Gaye. I'm really into a new guy. Well, new to me, Nakane, N-A-K-H-A-N-E. Mm -hmm. Anthony meets the Johnson, Anthony and the Johnsons meets just angel, disco, choral, Nakane. And, um, and you reminded me of that song um, by Lauryn Hill, Everything is Everything. Everything is everything, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's making a reappearance these days. Yeah, interested in, uh, interested in hearing themes and songs of like, you know, social movements that have been around for a long time, same themes, still struggling with the same things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I wanna talk about heart-centered living. Mm -hmm. So, as you know, I work with a lot of women entrepreneurs who are super focused on their business, super ambitious, super fierce, uh, but also living, um, more specifically heart-centered living. And I know that you have a fantastic program designed specifically for that. Mm -hmm. I want to know heart-centered living, what does that look like for you these days? Mm -hmm. Heart-centered living is about devotion to higher love. <clears throat> and it's about, um, you know, you, we have free will, so you get to make up what devotion looks like for you. But there, there is a clear, deep, resounding commitment to, um, th this can be a tricky word for some of us, but to live a virtuous life. And by virtue, I mean, all, all, all the virtues that there are, those higher vibration states of being come from the heart space. It's not an intellectual exercise. It's all heart center, space, chakra. Uh, it's love, compassion, generosity, joy, inclusiveness, 
I think gentleness is a virtue. Um, I don't know if patience patience is actually a heart virtue. I'm 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 researching. I'm in myself right now. Um, but that's what it's about. It's about purposefulness and it's about meaningfulness. And so um, you have to. It's a it's a commitment to have a co-creative relationship with something greater than yourself. First of all, you have to believe. Doesn't matter what the god of your understanding is, but you have to believe that there's something greater than yourself. There's a purpose for why you're here. This isn't random. This is this is meaningful, and to want to figure out what that meaning is and express that meaning. I mean, really, it's just about making the world a better place um, and about healing. I think we come here to heal our own stuff, the stuff of our spirit, so and to help others do the same. We come here to heal and to heal. Yeah, and that's a heart-centered life. Yeah. So with respect to a heart-centered business, um, the business has to be operationalized to be of service to the planet in some way. I am, I mean, I'm feeling really fierce about it now. Like it's just, if you're just making widgets and gidgets to, to turn a profit, to buy more stuff or to feel like you're more valuable, you're actually part of the problem. And we have a big problem. I mean, we're swimming in overconsumption and immorality and all these illusions about lack of worth. Everybody's worthy, you're worthy. Um, so how can you use business to alleviate suffering and amplify joy and clean up and honor the ecosystem to really get aligned with, I mean, really, really, if we wanna get down to it, business has to be in honor of mother earth mm. yeah business or, has to be in honor of mother earth. in honor of mother earth or we're cooked i mean it's getting hot now we're feeling the pain mm -hmm. and lots of us aren't feeling the pain too that's part of living a heart-centered life having a heart-centered business you know i live in um such good fortune. I still have clean air to breathe. I've got clean water that comes out of my tap. I have, there are civil servants in my city that make everything run. But, and I'm aware that, I mean, we're looking at immigration issues that have to do with ecosystem failure. Millions of people not having water to drink and, and having to flee. Like this is, yeah, I could go on. I could go on. <laughs> is that part of living a heart-centered life to feel what's going on on the planet? I think so. I mean, everybody, that's my experience of my, for myself and so many other, mostly women and men, wide awake, lovely men that I connect with are just, they empathize. It's one of our, it's one of our first gestures is to like mm -hmm. how's everybody doing what's going on in the news that you can maybe not hardly believe um how might they feel what's what is your experience i want to know because i'm aware of something bigger than myself that is unity consciousness even if i haven't had you don't need to have like this transcendental experience of oneness 
you know, you don't need to have like this lightning samadhi bolt of like I experienced that we were all one. You don't have to get, you just have to want to understand that. <laughs> like just want to move towards, we're all connected. One human race, all sharing the space at the same time. Wow, how do you feel then? What's, where does your pain come from? Where does your joy come from? Mm -hmm. How can I help you? If you hurt, I hurt. Yeah. If you're happy, I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. I think we're both going to cry. Stuff though. What's that? You're going to cry? Oh, I think we're both going to cry. Yeah. <laughs> we'll cry for sure. Yeah. Mm. Give me what you've got on patience. I hear it's not fully formed, but I'm curious about your reflections on patience. Well, I, I mean, I, so many mystics say it's, it's a virtue, like it's one of the secrets. Devotion, yeah, I get that. Patience, I get that. I get it. It's not, hasn't been one of my virtues. I think where I'm at now is my form of patience used to be, I'm just going to hold tight and wait for what I want to show up. I'm being patient. I'm being patient. I'm being patient. It's actually not patient at all. Patient is I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the timing of how things are unfolding. Like it's more related to faith. I feel that relationship more than I used to. Mm. Like I have my patience flows from my faith. It's going to happen. But mm. I also am, can get in this expanded state where I'm just like, it's going to happen. Might not happen this lifetime. It'll, it, my soul will experience it somehow. So I don't know. It's a struggle. But I'm more patient than ever. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I love that. I felt that inside. It's like having a better relationship with time, with, with God, right? It's trusting yeah. life itself. Yeah, trusting. Yeah, and gratitude helps with the patience. Like if you just, just fill yourself up with gratitude for what is now, gratitude brings you right home, you're present. If you're present, you actually don't need to be patient. You're happy you're you're aware of what is and there's always something to be grateful for yeah if you're present you don't need to be patient as patient yeah but you still we're still going to want stuff you know still a vision intention yeah. i attended your gorgeous virtual retreats recently oh yeah where you were giving access to the behind the scenes of your business introducing your team Wow, I learned so much. They were fantastic. I hope you do them again. Cool. Yeah, something, something's going to happen. Yeah. One of the questions I asked you was, Danielle, how did you make your first million? And I've been thinking about your answer a lot. What did I, what did I say? You said you couldn't remember. But you can remember <laughs> what I said to you in the church after your speaking gig. What did I say in the church? No, you, you couldn't remember how you made your first million, but you remembered what I said to you at the end of oh. your gig in the church. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I've I, been I thinking think about that because, because I've been thinking about that because you've just said it. You've just talked about self-worth. And so I see a lot of women entrepreneurs in this space, um, very focused. Um, first, there's the six-figure threshold and then the seven-figure threshold and then multi-seven figures and so on. So I've been wondering, what is it? What is the chase? 
um, is it a self-worth thing? Is it the belief that I'll feel good when I get there? Can you speak to that? Mm -hmm. That's all of that. Mm -hmm. So, and we can talk more specifically about money. I'm, I, I love that kind of conversation, but um, so I identify as a recovered workaholic and, um, and I'm not, there's nothing trite about that term. We throw it around like, oh, workaholic, and it's a bit of a badge. It's not a badge. It wasn't a badge for me. Um, it was coming from a place of, it was coming from an unhealed wound all around, like, I have to earn my keep. Or, um, I, I, you know, I have a lot of Catholic residue about a punishing God. Um, yeah, things I needed to do to be worthy. Mm. And... And it just helped affirm this story that like I was separate from something greater than myself, that I couldn't have what I want, that I wasn't worthy. So working a lot, all the time, even if I wasn't working, I was working. I was just, I'm going to watch this documentary and somehow turn it into a post, just like constant bettering myself. I used to, you know, I have a whole day planner line. I, I would just carry my day planner everywhere and just kind of be with it. Like, what, I, where am I going? It's just really addictive. And then finally I had a real meltdown, dark night of the soul a couple of years ago. And some anxiety had sur surfaced. I was having panic attacks. And I had never, ever, I didn't even know what a panic attack was. And I had said to my psychotherapist who was on really on speed dial at that time, there was a period of about three months where she, uh, she uh, let me text her because I was so on the edge. And she said, Danielle, you've been managing low-grade anxiety your whole life through work. That's mm -hmm. how you managed it. Never came up because you just kept writing and achieving and making and making and making. Um, so all of that got healed. I went deep into like shadow stuff and my relationship with God and gratitude and punishment and all of that and made incredible strides. I mean, it was really just a rebirth. But what I have found out is that that story is not new. And I bet you there is a handful of women right now who are your clients and who are listening to that, to this, who are experiencing some version of that. And I know it to be true now with all the women who have come forward and said, I have anxiety issues, I'm on antidepressants, I am I'm fixated with time management, it's one goal, I'm never happy when I get there. And it's just so, it's so easy to say when you're on the other side, mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but wealth has, you, you better get clear on why you want to make money. Um, because if you're not clear on your why, you will burn out or you will not feel great when you make it. Um, it's got to be connected to the higher purpose or, um, it becomes poisonous. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So know your why. And then go make it. But keep knowing your why. Like, um, do you want me to talk about money in my business? Sure. Okay. So we have what we call a be well number. So a be well number is also known as your break even or your keep the lights number on. But I don't like either of those terms. So just like, how much money do we need to make in this next 12 months 
to be well, so that everybody is well paid, so that ideally we have six months of runway of burn money in the bank, so that we can hire, if we wanna do a new project and redesign a website or something, we've got enough money to go hire like the best firm. Mm -hmm. So what's our be well number? And this year with so much disruption in 2020, more than ever before, we are sticking to that number. There's things we could do to work harder, work faster, work on weekends, cram a project in, like think we could fit it in, yeah. But we think, no, if we just do this, these three things on our plate, mm -hmm. we will make our be well number this year. And everything else is a gift. Everything else is just pure delight. Anything above that be well number. And we've been really in it in the last month of just, it's been very tempting to say, oh, let's do that new thing. And like, no, space. Because it's very hard. It's harder right now to actually be well. <laughs> it's very challenging right now to stay centered, to commit to simplicity. Everybody's nervous, nervous systems are challenged. So the mother has said, everybody, retreat, simplify, mm -hmm. unify. So it's tempting to do none of those things in a business so you can make more money. And I think it's, it's also important to say in this conversation, I don't have millions of dollars in the bank. I don't have a million dollars in the bank. The company we've had, we've, there's been rough years up and down. Sometimes we're profitable. Sometimes we're not. There's been a lot of disruption in the world and in my business. Um, we're, okay, we're good, but I'm not, I'm not saying let's simplify and take it easy and do fewer projects because we're flush. But that's, I'm saying that, be, I'm do, choosing that for all of us because that's the guidance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what required. Oh, I love that. It's about sustainability. Yes. Wellness, yes. health. Yes. Yeah. And guess what? More money than ever is coming. Mm -hmm. We've chosen ourselves in a more profound way this year and everything is growing. Visibility is up, profitability is up. So obviously cash flow is up, mm -hmm. efficiency is up. The team is smaller than ever, closer than ever. Strong. It's very strong, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. As you're speaking, um, thinking about my clients and feeling intuitively into the next question. And some of them might be asking themselves, well, okay, as you said, you're on the other side, you've already had a lot of years in the business, you've already you know, crossed some thresholds, but what about where you're in the grind? What about the first five years, the first five to 10 years? Can you rest? Or do you have to wait until your team grows from four people to 10 people? Like, is it possible to be well as you're growing or do you have to wait to get there first? You have to rest along the way. You have to be well along the way. Or when you get there, you're gonna be so fried. You're going to, um, well, you're just gonna be fried. You're not gonna enjoy it. You're not gonna think clearly. You're not gonna be as much service to the world. And I super get, 
this is easy to say when like I have a foundation that, and I've been doing this for 10 years, I, mm -hmm. I get it. Mm -hmm. And I had people kind of in my position say similar things like, you know, don't burn out and it's not about the money and all that. Um, <clears throat> things are changing. Things have to change. We have to do things differently. Like the planet is in peril. Our nervous systems are in peril. Like who cares? Like, what, whatever for motivation, whatever for making your first million. Like, listen, I'm, I'm, and I'm walking my talk. I have said to my girls, like, I, I have a number in addition to the be well number. I always know if we folded everything up in, you know, that day, how much would I owe the bank? So you could strip away my, all my people and I would still be living, living pretty simply. Like, um, so I just, it's, it's important to like keep saying that never, you know, one, one thing a, f a fellow female entrepreneur said to me, we were saying, yeah, she made her, they made a million or 1.8 or something that year. And she turned to me and said, but how much of it did they keep? Mm -hmm. And I just like, that's it. It's how much are you really making? So there's all sorts of, there can be motion. There can be scalability. Let's go back to your question about rest. You've got to do the shadow work, which is underneath your question about why the money. Once you heal your wounds, your terror, your shame, your father issues, your mother issues, your abandonment, your separation issues, all the reasons that you strive from an unhealthy place, then you're going to get clear on, and that takes work and that takes courage. And you might not be able to work for three months and you might not be able to make your first million, but your first million is not the fucking priority. Your priority is healing. You have to rest along the way or you will get sick. Do we want, I like, let's, we don't need tumors. We don't need adrenal burnout. We don't need divorces. I know women who are making millions and they are, they're having panic attacks and their marriages are falling apart mm -hmm. and their, their sex drive is in question. I know people who regret the millions because it decimated their first marriage, the love of the, you know, what could have been the love of their life. So, so just, it's real, like, there, there are people who can flatten your learning curve to say it's not about the money and money is beautiful. Like I'm this, this goes back to the why, like I want to make many millions continue to be prosperous. I, you know, I want to have, I'm looking forward to a $26 million year. We are far from that, but that's what I always hear. It's 26, $27 million year and giving away most of it. Like I want to plant millions of trees and I'm at the point now where when I say my prayers, I don't specify dollar amounts. I'm just like, I want to be a conduit for love. I want to be a vehicle of light and of consciousness. I want to help millions of people find ways to heal. And in doing that, I'm so grateful. I just pour on my gratitude for safety, protection, for abundance, for cash flow, for everyone on my team being healthy, um, protect my bank accounts, protect my social media accounts, protect my home, protect my immune system. And I give thanks for all that protection. 
and then let's go. Thank you for the prosperity that this brings. And I watch it come in. I see it come in in my vision. Sell hundreds of thousands of books, hundreds of thousands of downloads. But I see all of that as points of light on the planet. I don't see it as dollars. I see it as points of light. And I am okay if, 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 it's, if it's the creator's will that I have none of that. I'm going to have to be okay with it, aren't I? Mm -hmm. So, um, but I live with, this, this is how desire works for me now. Ask, tell me what to desire. What's the intention? I just want to want the right things. And I struggle deeply with this. Existential angst is a real thing for me. Um, so I pray to be of service with joy. And, and then I'm just grateful for all the abundance that comes. And I want more abundance. I want more money. But the intention, the prayer is that it's inclusive manifesting. Mm -hmm. The more, and I say this to my guides, to my angels, I say, the more you give me, the more I can give. Mm -hmm. Help me receive because yeah. I want, I want it for myself. I'm a child of God. I deserve abundance and protection and organic food and clean water and to not worry and all of that. I want to take care of my parents and my friends and all of that. So, but give me more and I'm going to use it well. I will use my gifts on behalf of something higher. So bring it. Mm -hmm. Let's get to 27 million. But I am not going to get there from an unhealed place. I am not going to get there burned out. I must be well. We must be well now. Yeah. Because it is going to get, I think it could, could get a, even in increasing degrees harder to be well on this planet. And I think our, you know, um, un, unseen forces will help us adjust. I think our nervous systems are adjusting in the best way. We are adapting. Our energy bodies are adapting to electromagnetic frequencies and demands and all of this. But I have something else to say about manifesting. Sure. You're the ultimate wealth YOS. And thank you for paving the way for a new way of doing business. There's gotta be a new way. <sighs> we all know somebody who is a manifester, like a baller. They, they get it. They have the vision board and they get the car, they get the six, the seven figures, they get, they get the stuff. And they get on YouTube and they talk about um, how they had her on their vision board and then they were driving down the street and there was a house and they bought the house with cash. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're healthy. It means they're good manifestors. So they can still have anxiety issues. They could still feel deeply disconnected from something higher. They could still be having empty, vapid um, relationships still be a lot of unfulfillment there so you can be a baller manifester and not be fulfilled mm -hmm. and this goes back to how you want to feel um so manifesting is a it's a science it's a technology have the vision be clear about the vision feel that vision feel yourself create the vignettes of manifesting you're seeing yourself transferring the money from one account to another online. Feel that day. 
feel it? What do you, how's the air feel? Yeah. And then you, you tend to that vision on a, on a daily basis and you give thanks. You give, you give thanks for that possibility manifesting to science. But the what we're being called to, the next evolution, I mean, real wealth, warriorship, especially where the divine feminine is concerned, is to manifest on behalf of everybody. Mm -hmm. So that it's not just about what you can get, because you can get it. You can get it. It's about can getting it so that you are more well and lit up and so that you can serve. And what can you get that can help everybody else? Like I would love to see on people's vision boards, in addition to the, a beloved relationship and money and the children you want and all that, how about pictures, images of healthy forests and, and racial unity and neighbors hugging and clean running water. You wanna you want to be part of manifesting that. It will change your life. You will be so fulfilled. Yeah. And there's people on the planet who already think that way. I see it when I speak to my team in India and we do check-ins. Their check-ins are not about themselves. They're about the collective. They already have this collective mindset. Oh, well, my uncle is going through this and my mom is going through that. And I see the difference, it's gorgeous. So this goes back to what you were sharing about the triple bottom line. So the money you make goes to your team, you and your team. It goes to your customers. You give so much back to your customers. And then philanthropy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so we, um, and this is emergent for us. So our, we use a lot of different products as fundraising vehicles. So like you buy a meditation kit, $5 gets put into our philanthropy account. And then what we've done in the past is we divided that three ways. A third went to V-Day, Eve Ensler's organization to end violence against women and girls. Um, a third went to Charity Water. So we've already built a well. I I'm saying that because I'm going to tell you why we shifted things. And then a third, we just kept in an account to for natural disasters. So if there was a hurricane and we needed to donate money to the Red Cross, we could do that. Um, I'm shifting things. So now I, I want to concentrate all of our dollar giving on trees because mm. we need oxygen. So I'm really like, you got to hone in. If you don't hone in, you're just going to get pulled out. So you give a hundred dollars here and a thousand dollars there and $50. Yeah. You know, focus. I learned this when I worked at the body shop. Anita Roddick taught me so much about the triple bottom line. She's really a heroine. Um, so now we're focused on planting trees and we've made everything a vehicle for that. You sign up for the heart-centered membership. Every month you're in, we plant a tree for you. On it goes. And then this is an experiment. I haven't talked to anybody about this yet. Earlier this year, at the beginning of it became clear we should shelter in place on behalf of world health. I decided this is another tenant. We must give locally. And how do you do that if you're a virtual company with you we're in five countries? And so I gave everybody on the team a hundred dollars in their currency. Um, and the, the stipulation was you have to spend this locally 
And I didn't press for this, but if you could intend to create a relationship with whom, whatever organization or person you're giving it to, that would be great. Wow, the stories. Every, some of the team decided to double the money, animal shelters, neighbor who had three kids, single mom, and got furloughed. Um, it went on. Our team in the Philippines, bought, we had no idea, bought bags and ba many bags of rice. Mm -hmm. A bag of rice, I don't know how many kilos, for one family is just weeks of food, of sustenance. Like, it, we're going to keep doing that. So I'm creating a department of social inventions in the business. And we're going to get really clear on how we give. So it's got to be for consciousness, for um, the environment, and for human equality. We'll figure it out from there. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. I love hearing this about the local gifts and the bags of rice. My last question, well, my penultimate question to you is, I really admire the decisions you've made on printing and paying the virtual team, making sure that everybody on, on the team is paid fairly. Um, you've spent a lot more money on printing than you could have because of the earth, because of wanting to be eco-friendly. I really admire that. And so um, what do you have to say about women entrepreneurs creating sustainable, eco-friendly businesses, making the right decisions, doing the right thing? It will cost you 30% more to make the environmental choice on the paper, on the whatever, on the whatever. And it's up to you. It's up to you. <laughs> it's hard not to sound righteous. Like, it's up to you if you want to pillage the planet. Um, but, you know, like I, I found out two years after printing all of our truth bomb decks, I found out that the boxes weren't recyclable. And I just wanted to throw up. I just thought, like the thought of making something that was gonna go into a landfill. Um, so I just like, my conscience just wouldn't have it. And I'm like, all right, we're doing, we're doing that. Pick that paper, pick that. I know, let's do that. And I- I can't imagine somebody throwing up, throwing the <laughs> truth bomb box, but yeah, I get your I'm point. I'm gonna do it. Um, so you have to just your, let your heart lead the way. Also, you need to know that it's a supply and demand issue. So the more that we as entrepreneurs demand eco-respectful resources and supplies and materials, the more the price will go down. It is getting more affordable. Also know that it is, it's a marketing proposition. These are eco this, that, and the other. Don't you want to buy this instead of mm -hmm. that other thing that's not recyclable? And it's, you have to just keep ratcheting your commitment up. Like my current day planners, um, because, of, because of this coil, it's really hard to recycle. Like you gotta sit and tear the cover off and tear all the paper out. So this coil's gotta go. And it's, it's inconvenient having, <laughs> being in integrity. Cause the team's like, huh. you know, we designed this. It was so, we just finally got to the process. No, it's gotta go. I find a new binder, find a thing that doesn't have a metal impediment in it. Yeah. Beautiful. I look forward to it, seeing the new design next year. Uh, you have so much courage, Danielle. Mm. 
Yeah. No, I just have a guilt complex. <laughs> oh God. All the, <laughs> all the Catholic guilt comes in handy. <laughs> I love everything you shared today and it really um confirms my choices too because that's the reason I have a coach and a psychotherapist and a desire map mm -hmm. uh, to make sure that I stay sane mm -hmm. as I'm growing my business and raising my kids mm -hmm. yeah it's a lot it's a lot you need a crew yeah my last question to you mm -hmm. what's the next thing you want to learn in your life or in your business the next thing I want to learn in my life, well, um, I always have a list. I'm taking a course on electromagnetic frequency, on um, EMF, everything, because I want to know what's happening with 5G and how to just clean up the, 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 the frequency pollution that is actually a very big deal. We're living essentially in a microwave. So I want to know about that a lot. I want to know more about salt. I don't know why, but I want to know more about salt. And I'm learning, I'm also taking a course. I mean, these are very literal learning things. My son and I are taking a course on soil regeneration um, with Kiss the Ground. So the EMF course is with Dr. Kathy Yao, E-Y-E-O. And I'm taking the Kiss the Ground course on soil regeneration. I just got to learn how to like, just want to grow enough vegetables for myself just to feed like four people that'd be great we need to be more connected to the earth and more self-sustained yeah so garden unplug your wi-fi at night and do your shadow work that's where the light is you go into your pain you're going to find your power it will redefine your how you show up in business and know your purpose for money and you can make as much as you want. Yeah. Beautiful. So much gold. Thank you, Danielle. Thank You're you welcome. so much. Love you. Thank you. Yeah. Namaste. Love you too. Thank you for listening to the Wealth While You're Wealth show. We'd love to hear from you. Tell us about the next person you would like to see on the show. And we'd also love to know the next topic you'd like us to explore or anything else you want to discuss with us. As always, you can send in your burning questions and suggestions to info at nancyflowers.com. See you soon for another gorgeous conversation in the next one.